You know, it's evening in South Africa, but in LA, it seems to be 10 o'clock in the morning. So I've got a young, vivacious, very awake Catherine Crick speaking all the way from America. Hello, Catherine. How are you doing? Hi, it's so great to be with you. (laughs) Catherine, you've got to introduce yourself now because you're speaking to South Africans and let's assume they've never heard of you ever before in their lives. And you had to introduce yourself personality wise. Who are you? Well, I'm Apostle Catherine Crick. I am a lead pastor of Fivefold Church, or 5F Church for short, in Los Angeles, California. Um, and I also travel around the world every week, ministering at different events, which we call Revival Is Now events, where at every single event, miracles happen. Many people are set free. Many people are healed. God's power moves. And it's truly revival. But you are an extrovert. Even before you went into ministry and started a church and all of that, you were in entertainment in any case. So this is something you are a communicator, aren't you? Yeah, it's true. I was first pursuing to be an actress and then a singer-songwriter when I first moved to Los Angeles. That's That was first what I thought. My purpose was going to be, but God had different plans. (laughs) (laughs) So how did he convince you? How on earth did you make such a huge direction change in your life? Uh, Well, I first encountered the power of God about seven years ago. And I was a Christian my whole life, but I had never actually seen that God moves in miraculous power. And I hadn't really had an experience where the Holy Spirit, you know, touched me and he was became so real to me. So one day I encountered the power of God in a little house church and I saw miracles happen. And I I received a prophetic word myself that opened up my eyes, my spiritual eyes to God's love and his nearness. And in that same moment, I surrendered to God everything my whole life. I had been wanting to to surrender everything, but it's like I had been stuck for a while. I, I, I wasn't giving everything. I wasn't giving my dreams, my plans, my complete will. But when my spiritual eyes opened up to God's love and the fear of God came over me where I just was like, how on earth could I think that I know what's best for my life? Like this revelation (laughs) came over me, like God knows best and he might have something in store for me that I don't even know about. And I want to, I want to surrender it all to him and let him have his absolute way with my life. So I did that. I surrendered fully. I said, God, you can have my dreams, everything. And at that time in my life, I was age 25. I was pursuing being a Christian pop EDM singer songwriter, and I had put out singles and music videos and it was going really well. Um, But I surrendered that to God. And what happened was nine months after I really surrendered everything, um, I went to this conference where actually a prophet from Tanzania and he ended up prophesying to me that I was called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. And I was called to reach the nations and that God would do many shocking miracles through me. So that's how it all began. When I first heard that prophecy, I was shocked because public speaking was my biggest fear and weakness, (laughs) literally. (laughs) And so I was like, what, how will I be able to do this? I had no clue how to preach even one sermon. I I love to listen to preachers, 
but I could never picture myself being a minister at all. But when I heard that prophecy, God just reminded me immediately of Moses, where Moses was called by God to be a mouthpiece of God and to lead millions of people. Um, And he stuttered and he was like, God, I stutter. Like, I think you have the wrong person. What? How can this be? And God said, I made your mouth. I will give you the words to speak. So God's saying, don't worry about it. Just trust me. Just accept this call. Just surrender and just rest in the fact that I will give you all the ability, everything you need. And he, God reminded me of that story in that moment. And I just knew that I knew that I knew that it was truly God speaking through this prophet. And so I truly accepted that call on that day, even without like pondering. I just, I just knew that God had spoke to me and I really wanted to be in his will. And so I quickly obeyed like how Mary was like, when the angel appeared, like, okay, let it be done to me. As you say, that's, that was like what happened for me. Yeah, but it didn't kick off immediately. I mean, you didn't start off and wham, bam, suddenly you had this mega church. You had to walk the low road to get where you are today, isn't it? Oh, yes. The low road indeed. (laughs) Yeah. So I received this huge prophecy and there was much more to the prophecy. But I mean, it was like revival is going to break out. Oh, it was such huge (laughs) prophetic words. It was exciting, even though I was like, I don't know how this can be, but it was exciting, you know, and especially when I accepted the call, I really adopted God's dream now and God molded in my heart um, for me to really be passionate about God's new dream for my life. Um, But yeah, so it started out with God had called me to start fivefold church nine months after I received that prophecy and obeyed the call. And it was hard because I felt, I I mean, I just felt so inadequate and I would deal with the devil's lies um, in my head saying, you're not a good preacher. People won't take you seriously. Uh, You don't have what it takes. Um, And, but I just knew that most important thing was to believe God's words and to obey what he had called me to do. I knew that was most important. So I pushed away the devil's lies and I started the church. I started preaching and it started out with um, a worship night service Saturday evenings on a mountain. Uh, There's a famous drive in Los Angeles called Mahalan Drive and there's overlook spots throughout that drive. And so I found an overlook spot that fits probably just like 20 people, uh, just grassy hill that overlooks part of Los Angeles. And that's where it started. And they were the first day, I think one person came, they were on a hike and they stumbled by and that was it. Just one person stumbled by (laughs) and a friend of mine was there. And, and then, and then there was sometimes five that came, sometimes 10 that came just a handful. And, um, you know, it was, it was not easy or comfortable every time I was really out of my comfort zone to preach, but it, I just knew what was important was to obey God and keep going. And so then we moved into a building that fall and then we remained in a building having church services on Sundays um, for about four and a half years. And through those four and a half years, we started, I mean, that fall, we, we grew to about like 20 people. And then God just took me through the fire and he took the church through the fire, the refining fire. And 
there was spiritual warfare, there was persecution, there was just the devil um, trying to stop, trying to stop me, you know, try to intimidate me, where there's only 15 of us, 20 of us. And these people, they, they called the place where we were running church, and they made up lies about us to try to stop them from renting to us. And that's when there was only about 20, 15 people there. But in that moment, I knew, wow, man, these prophecies must be true. These big prophecies, this revival that's coming because for the devil to try to want to stop us when we're just 15, (laughs) it must be true. So that, I mean, the the prophetic word, the promises of God really encouraged me through those times of spiritual warfare. And um, after four and a half years is when we saw the beginning of the promised land. I'm just thinking um, it's those years the, the the years that you you've got to stand in faith those are the years that you find out what you actually believe whether you truly believe the word god had given you i mean must have been the same with joseph it took years before he get to the place that he'd been dreaming about um that yes. nobody believed him nobody believed him and and through all of those years even going through prison you must wonder what was going on in his head. But now I'm wondering, so how do you get from 20 people to going internationally and talking all over the world? Only the hand of God. (laughs) So um, what happened was maybe about three years ago, God spoke to me and said that the way that I would see these prophecies come to pass about revival breaking out and the world being reached was that people were going to be reached through small video clips, like one minute video clips. And so God just told me to start making videos and putting them out. And I didn't know how to edit at all. (laughs) But um, I, you know, God reminded me of Moses, what's in your hand? There's a staff, you know, Moses was like, how will I do this? How they believe me? What's in your hand? And there was a staff, there was something God had put in Moses's hand. And so God gave me a head, a brain, the ability to learn, you know, a computer that can have editing software. So, you know, I just knew I can't sit around and wait and pray for an editor. I just need to do it. God's asking me to just do it. And so I did it. I taught myself how to edit and I began to put out videos. Most of them were preaching videos. I started to put those videos out regularly and I was doing that for about three years during that like wilderness time. And throughout that time, um, there was hardly any views. I mean, I would put some on YouTube that would just have maybe like four or five views, but I just kept going because I, I just, I knew I had to keep speaking, doing what God spoke and God spoke to me. It's, it's going to be like how the Israelites went around the wall, the wall, the walls of Jericho. They just kept going. They kept going, even though it didn't look like progress was, was, was happening and didn't look like it didn't make sense. You know, it wasn't like logical, (laughs) but their obedience led to God's hand, making the wall to come down and entering the promised land. So God spoke to me. That's how it's going to be. So I kept doing that. I just kept putting the videos up, kept putting the videos up, kept putting the videos out and would refuse to be discouraged at (laughs) at the few views. And then what happened was on December 30th of 2020 of 2020, God gave me this vision to put a montage of the moments that God had moved in power throughout the past year. And by the way, in addition to the wilderness season of like hardly any people at the church, 
there was also not like tons of miracles breaking out. God was so faithful though, to within the first year, start to move in power, whether it was the baptism of the Holy spirit, whether it was prophetic words, touching people, whether it was precious moments where his, the anointing would just come and people would, be, would fall down with the power of God and have encounters, whether all of those we would see from time to time, but it didn't look like revival. You know, there was no deliverances. There was not really any testimonies of healing, but it was good of God to still move in power and, and like show us what's to come more. But anyways, so there, God had moved in power some that year. So I put a montage video together, a one minute clip, and I put that on TikTok on December 30th. And, um, and my 30th birthday was January 1st. And so a day and a half later on January 1st, that video went viral on TikTok and it reached 1 million views in a day and a half. And the, what's even more incredible was that there was thousands of comments on that video, all testimonies, testimonies of people being healed, saying, I was healed. This, my, my symptoms went away. My COVID symptoms went away while watching this. I had pain and it went away when I was watching this. I felt something leave me as I watched this. And now I feel peace. I was so shocked. That was the biggest birthday surprise beyond what I could ever imagine. And um, that was really like the entering, I guess you could say, of the promised land, of the revival. And so from there, I would start to go live twice a week, every week. And, um, and, the, and I grew a following very fast on TikTok. And um, every live, miracles were happening. People were testifying. I was healed. I was delivered on every live. And I was shocked because I'd only seen one person be healed through a live video I did before ever. (laughs) And now it's so many every time it's like, God just decided to move that it was time for revival to break out. And then, um, we started to get a, a trickling, like people started to trickle into our services at fivefold church, which by the way, in 2020, we moved out to a park. And when we first moved out there, there was only two of us and my best friend and worship leader, Chantal and I, it was just two of us. And it would be two, one week, five, one week, 21 week, two, the next week. (laughs) It was that way up until 2021, that video went viral. And then people started to trickle in to our services because the videos were starting to spread and, and word was, word was starting to spread that God was moving in power at fivefold church. And so then we were up to maybe like 20 to 30 were joining us at the park in March, 2021, when a woman from Massachusetts flew from Massachusetts, which is on the East coast, all the way to Los Angeles on the West coast. She flew all that way to encounter God at the park at fivefold church sure. revival in the park, um, because she'd seen a video of mine and God, she just saw God in it. Um, so she came, she brought a friend and two other people came from Nashville that same day, which is also basically on the East. I was shocked. I was more expected than ever in my life. Like, wow, God, you brought these people all across the country to come to our service in the park where there's just like 20 to 30 of us, (laughs) but God surpassed my expectations that day because what happened was the power of God touched her, hit her and she fell down to the ground. And then her whole body started to convulse. I'd never seen that before in my ministry. And God showed me in that moment, these are demons trembling in her manifesting. That's why she's convulsing like this. 
And so I commanded the demons to go and the demons left this woman. She was free. And that was the very first deliverance we ever saw happen at Fivefold Church at Revival in the Park. And from there, I put a video of her being delivered um, online and that went so viral. And so, wow, we're just began to spread like crazy where now more and more were coming and the hungry ones who needed freedom and demons were trembling in them and they were leaving every Sunday from there. And then I put more videos out of people being delivered and they went even more crazy viral, millions of views. Then about two months later, this is now mid-May, we had grown to 70 people from 30 something to 70 in two months. And deliverance was happening all the time. The next Sunday, 300 people came on one Sunday and it was revival like I had dreamed. I mean, miracles everywhere, people being set free everywhere. And all of us just in awe of God, jumping up and down, screaming, rejoicing. Oh my gosh, it was so incredible. And then what happened was like a couple months after revival broke out in the park in Los Angeles, this hunger across the U.S. really broke out where my email was just flooded with people asking like, we want revival to come to my, our city. Can you come? And so God started to send me to different states around the country, around the U.S. Every single week, all of a sudden, as of um, uh, uh, about a little more than a year ago, September of last year, every single week, Um, different states. And then what happened in, as soon as 2022 hit, God started sending me to different nations. And so now it's been 10 nations already in 2022, where God has sent me to minister. And at every single one of these revival events, God moves in such tremendous power. Um, He is so faithful to, to deliver and heal the hungry ones and fill the hungry ones. And so also not only are people being delivered and healed, but so many are actually receiving impartation of anointing where there's countless testimonies of people after they leave the event, they pray for a person who's in bondage and demons manifest in them and they are cast out by the power of God through this person. And this is young people. We're talking even teenagers to the elderly men, women, those scholars in the Bible, or those that are just the, the foolish things of the world, you know, every kind of person that's just surrendered to God and humble, God is using. And this to me is such a sign that revival is truly now. It's not just, um, you know, one, one person that God is raising up to use in his power or two or three, but the Acts Church is being restored, where all who are humble, surrendered, childlike, would be vessels of God's power. We've spoken that just this past week about such a lot of church happening in South Africa, a lot of theology being imparted and culture Christianity happening. But the difference that validated Jesus, that proved his authority was signs and miracles. That uh, same with Paul, same with the apostles, was signs and miracles. That was what made people, and even non-Christians, obviously, sit up straight and say, who is this God that you serve? Um, 
And it seems to me when I listen to your story that there was a stage up to up to some fullness of time where you were also praying for people, but you didn't see the manifestation that you see today. So what do you think is the difference if you had to speak to pastors now and they are yearning for a, a, a ministry where they see signs and wonders and miracles to God's glory, not to their own glory? What can you tell them? What made the difference in your life that one moment it wasn't and then it was? Well, the Bible talks about those who are faithful in the small will be faithful with the big things. We'll be faithful with a lot of things. And so why many people don't actually walk in the anointing is because they're not willing to go through the testing. They're not willing to go through the process. It was the most difficult thing I've gone through in my entire life was the process, was the refining fire. I had peace and joy like never before through it all, though. I became closer to Jesus more than ever in my life through that time. And I became more like him, which is what we all should yearn for the most, you know? So it was the most beautiful time, but it definitely wasn't easy. And so a lot of people don't realize there is a cost to the anointing. There is a cost and the cost is to surrender everything and to continue to surrender There's always more that can be surrendered. And in that process, in that refining fire time, God keeps asking you, will you surrender this now? I want this now. I want this now. And so what you need to do is to just be obedient through it all and do not complain because it isn't easy. So it can be easy to complain. But the moment you start complaining, the moment that's, that's, that's not humility. You know, who are we to be vessels of God's amazing power? Who are we? We should have that attitude. But when we start to complain, when we start to get bitter in our hearts of like, this is taking too long and everything, God sees that. And God's looking for a man and woman after his heart. One that is like, Lord, whatever it takes, whatever you need to do to mold me, Lord, have your way. And that's what I would do. There was times it was so hard where I was crying um, after attacks that would happen after persecution, after I was just, I was getting tired of waiting. I was getting tired of like the backtracking, like what Joseph went through when he got this amazing dream, but then he was thrown in the pit and then he was thrown in the prison. That's discouraging, you know, but he was faithful to God through it all. He wasn't complaining. And so in those moments where I was feeling like that, like Joseph, Um, feeling like I was going backwards. I remember crying, but refusing to complain, just only praising God, thanking him though inside. I felt discouraged. I felt like tired of waiting. I would choose to only speak life. I would choose only to speak praise and thanksgiving to God. Thank you, Lord, for taking me through what you need to take me through. You know what I need to go through to be molded into this vessel that can carry your anointing. It's a huge calling you've given me, Jesus. I believe this huge prophecy and I know it's going to take this molding. So thank you, Jesus, for you knowing what you have to do because I don't know. Thank you, Lord. Just being that humble like that and just not caring about anything else, not caring about how people see you, not caring about your own personal success or your own platform, getting rid of all that, surrendering all of that to God and being just solely focused on pleasing God and obeying him. That's what makes the difference. That's, that's the wisdom I can share with you that will help you to pass the tests 
God releases the anointing when you pass the tests. For me, there was a measure of anointing. Like I told you, there was the power of God moving, but it wasn't quite like the mighty signs and wonders and miracles yet. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you need to be grateful to God in those moments of however he's using you. And you need to be faithful with that. And when you're faithful, when he sees that you are passing the tests and he can trust you, then more of it comes, more of it comes until it, until that day comes where he goes, okay, you are ready now. You're ready for this big pour of anointing on your life. Revival is now South Africa is happening on the 30th of November. It's the evening five for six o'clock. And um, Catherine Crick will be there from Firefall Church in Los Angeles. Going to be a wonderful worship evening and everything. So you've got to be there and not miss out on this. Catherine, thank you very much for your time. And may your ministry always be blessed and seeds sown full on good soil. Um, so that it's not just the visible things that happens. A lot happens, more happens even invisibly like only God can do it there where it actually makes a difference long-term in people's lives. That's what we want to bless you with. May may you always have a passion and a, and a yearning to go deeper with him. Never, never be content with even the stuff that you're seeing now because if he's God, then there's always more, isn't there? Yes. Amen. Amen. And I cannot wait for revivals now, South Africa. It's going to be so powerful.